name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I have a disability. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It certainly is. Jonathan, how have you been? Everything's going well. Uh, you know, definitely can't complain. You know, New England weather's pretty, pretty, uh, you know, not, not like it normally is where it's like 80 degrees, but with 100% humidity, it then feels like 100 degrees. So right. uh, we thankfully don't have that weather. You know, every time I ask you how you are, you jump to the weather immediately. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's <laughs> funny? It's like I, only because I work out of my house, you know, I do everything, like pretty much everything on my computer. I pretty, right. much, I pretty much rarely go outside on top of that. So just <laughs> <laughs> funny. That is kind of funny. If you rarely go outside, how are you so concerned with the weather? It I know. Could be, 28 degrees and snowing and it wouldn't really matter right exactly exactly i mean really the only time i, I go out is like if we go i go for a walk with the kids we go to a park or you know for going somewhere as a family or whatever but you know like errands and stuff my wife my wife loves to do errands and everything by herself i'm like hey just leave the kids here with me i'll watch all the kids you go do what you gotta do and so that's her time of kind of getting away and you know grocery shopping she loves doing all that stuff just by herself so. Hey, man, you know, I get that about your wife. Everybody loves it. I actually love little late-night runs to Target every yeah. now and then. Yeah, yeah. Right? Which actually reminds me, it's not what I wanted to talk about today, but I was doing a late-night run at Target last week. Mm. 11, 11.30 at night, because where I live, it closes at midnight. Okay, okay. So I'm going to Target, and I'm in the parking lot of Target, and this woman comes over to me, and she's got a cast on. yeah. And she comes over, oh, cat's on her leg. Okay. And she and she comes over to me and she goes, oh, you'll do fine. Just give it a couple more weeks. And <laughs> I had no idea what she was talking about because I don't think of myself as being disabled. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then when I got in the store, I'm like, oh, she had a leg cast, right? <laughs> That's it's kind so, of funny. That's so hilarious. I, I get. I, I got a funny story too. One time, it was. I mean, it, it's funny now, but it wasn't at at the moment it happened. It was on a Thanksgiving. It was probably. I think my. It was probably the first Thanksgiving my when my wife and I were dating. So this is eight, nineteen, twenty years ago. Right. And I don't remember exactly what happened. My mother in law kind of like passed out or something happened, and so they called the ambulance. And <laughs> I, and, and so I'm sitting on the couch, right? I'm sitting on the couch. My mother-in-law is in, in the kitchen, and, you know, they're, they're, she kind of came back, th- you know, back to or whatever. But so the ambulance gets there. The EMTs there. They come rushing in. What do they do? They see me and come running over to me. Of course they come to you. Of course they come to you. They're like, blind guy is in trouble. Forget about the passed out lady right next to him. They, you know, they just took a look at me and just like, oh, man, like one eye is open, one eye shut. Let's start, you know, let's take his blood pressure. And I was like, no, no, not me. And I pointed over to where my mother-in-law was and like, oh, oh, OK. That's funny. That is funny. I'm glad I asked us to go on a tangent. That's when we get the best stuff, right? Exactly. That's great. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. So. What I wanted to talk about today is I had mentioned in the past of my time at the Cripple Children's Center. Man, and every time you say that name, I sort of chuckle because I'm just like, no place would ever be called that now. It, it is so, no, not, it, not now, it, but it, it, certainly so, they did before. It's so funny. And, and it was where I got a lot of my physical therapy in Kansas City. And the funny thing about the Cripple Children's Center is I was just at a dear friend of mine's daughter's wedding. Mm. On Father's Day weekend? Yeah, yeah. 
And one of the other guests at the wedding is a uh, enormous physician at the hospital that had the Crippled Children's Center. No kidding. Right? I said, hey, do you remember this? And he just got this big smile and he goes, you know what? I started a few years after they changed the name, but yes, you're right. It was called that. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, so anyway, the only time I've mentioned the Crippled Children's Center at Children Mercy's Hospital in Kansas City before is in the swimming episode. Yeah, yeah. Which is the, I think, the second episode we did. I, I believe it is. See, the second or third, but yeah, it's definitely one of the, one of the first few. Yeah, it's, it's definitely early on. So, and that was just the time that I realized that I was disabled. But mm. before, before going there, no one had ever told me I was disabled because right. my family treats me so well, right? Yeah. But then I thought today I should talk about the positive things they did because it was a really positive experience. And I did learn quite a bit of stuff there. Mm. Okay. So let me just go over a few, a few small things. Yeah. That turned out to be big things later in life. First of all, they taught me how to tie a shoe. Yes, that I remember because you actually went over that briefly in the, the episode of tying your shoes, learning how to ride a bike, and learning how to drive a stick shift. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for people that have already heard that episode, forgive me, but just as a quick refresher, I used to always tuck my shoelaces into the side of my shoe. And one of my therapists at the Crippled Children's Center, it's funny, I keep saying the name of it because it continues to blow me away <laughs> that it was actually called that. I know, I know. <laughs> but one of my therapists, her name was Marcia or Marcy. Mm. She was the one that just sat down with me one day and said, I'm not going to let you go on our playground until you figure this out. So it did give me a tremendous amount of confidence learning how to tie my shoe one handed. Yeah. And I never thought I could. And basically, Marcy said, look, you've got these sticky fingers, which I loved that term. Yeah. I love that term because, you know, I was a big Rolling Stones fan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And one of their albums is Sticky Fingers. And I'm like, very cool. Very cool. She's like, you've got these sticky fingers. So just take one of your, you know, your, your index finger that's already kind of crooked and awkward. Yeah. And and put the shoelace over it so the shoelace the shoelace won't fall off of it. Yeah. Because it's already crooked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And hold your finger in place while your good hand ties the lace. So I learned that. That gave me a lot of confidence. The other thing I learned was not as magical, but certainly poignant. And that is I learned about depression and anger a lot. Mm. And I know, Jonathan, you've met other disabled friends and other disabled people that are really bitter. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. And, and I wasn't. I was a pretty happy guy. I still am a pretty happy guy. And what's weird is I had friends at that center that were in wheelchairs, and they were just so depressing. Mm. I mean, they're like, I don't even know why you're trying to tie your shoe, dude. It's not going to matter. You're not going to ever do anything in life. We're all losers. And oh, I'm like, man, yeah, yeah. I'm like, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Because when, when at my school, at my high school, when I was going to school, there's this kid there. He wasn't. I mean, he was like, you know, vision impaired or whatever the term is you want to use. He was like totally blind, like I was. 
But yeah. he had like pretty like he could walk on his own. Like he could he could see well enough to walk around his own. And I mean, he didn't really have to use a cane, but he would. Um, I don't remember. It was when he was little. I think he. It was like something, you know, he might have gotten like too much oxygen, like in his uh, thing when he was born. And that was, is kind of what caused him to sort of like lose some of his sight or something like that. And mm-hmm. he was a totally like bitter person. He would always like say stuff to me all the way. Ah, just, you know, just just totally being negative, like all the time. Like, oh, it doesn't like being blind sock. And like he would just say all this stuff. Just like I'm like, dude, how do you live? <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> like there's, yeah. no, there's no sense in complaining about this. It doesn't change anything. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel the same way as you because I got that so much. I'm like, I'm not a loser. You're not a loser. Uh, you know, I was telling this kid, I'm like, dude, don't keep saying we're losers. We're not. And he's like, you're, you're just high. You're just high, dude. You're <laughs> such a loser. You don't even realize how much of a loser you are. Right? Yeah. He always used to say that. He'd say, you're such a loser. You don't even realize that you are a loser. Man. Wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I really learned that you can go both ways because I wouldn't say half of the kids were like that, but about a tenth of them were. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so one day this kid, the same kid in the wheelchair, he came to me and he goes, dude, you're such, he was in a chair, right? Yeah. So he goes, he goes, dude, you're such a loser. You can't even beat me in a race. And you're almost the most non-disabled kid here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which, well, it's kind of weird because in that center, I was considered moderate, right? Yeah. There was kids with polio. There was a lot of kids in wheelchairs, kids with spinal yeah. injuries. So I was, people to me at that center were like, you're golden, man. You just have a limp and a useless hand, but you can walk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So one day, his name was Dan, Danny. One day Danny comes to me and he goes, dude, you can't even beat me in a race and you can walk. And I'm like, I can beat you. I can. But of course, he was in a chair. He had wheels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so on the playground, we tried. And of course, he kicked my ass. Right. Right. And then we tried again the next day, and he kicked my ass again. And then every day that we tried, he kicked my ass again. And every time he beat me, he kept on saying that I was never going to beat him, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to – this story doesn't end well. I don't beat him, actually. In fact, I never did. <laughs> I never did. But here's what was crazy. A couple weeks into losing to him all the time. Yeah. I thought, man, I've got to get faster. I've got to get better, right? Yeah. And and I was just so excited about making myself faster. And so on, in my free time, I would tie my shoes, and I'd try to run mm. as fast as I could, mm. right? And I quickly learned that the right side of my body is far more developed than my left, right? Yeah. So I don't need to be equal. I can just favor my right side and make it push my left side as much as I can. Yeah. And that got me about a quarter faster. And then, my friend, I did probably the most stupid thing I've ever done. (laughs) Probably the most stupid thing. (laughs) We lived in a one-bedroom apartment in Kansas City at the time. I was pretty young. Yeah. Right? I was maybe, I don't know, four. I was young. Four, maybe five. Yeah. I think it was right before I got to kindergarten. 
Right, because I turned five in January, so I couldn't start kindergarten oh, until right. the next. Yeah, yeah, you know, the next school year, the next fall. Yeah. So, here's what happened. Around our apartment, there was this old Victorian house that had this mangy ass, mean dog. Yeah. Right. <laughs> tied to like a ten foot chain. And every time I'd walk past this dog, he would run up to me, but he could never actually bite me because his chain was too short. Yeah. But he'd still scare the life out of me every time. So one day, Jonathan, I'm walking by this dog. His name is Buster. I'm walking by Buster, (laughs) right? And I think, man, I need to put some fear into myself. I need to learn how to get faster. So I thought I would tease Buster, go into his face. Man, go into his face and then run away before he could bite me. Uh, right? I this doesn't turn out well. <laughs> so <laughs> I go in like two feet, and he's already barking. When he sees me enter his domain, he bolts, and I turn around and I run and I get away. And I'm like, "Damn, I'm fast!" Right? Damn, I am fast. And then I do it again. And then after two times, I'm like, man, I can't tempt fate. I'm faster than Buster, right? Yeah. Go back to the, to the crippled children's center, lose another race to Dan, think to myself, you know what? I need to get closer to Buster and then turn away, right? Because I need to get faster. So I do it again and I escape, right? Yeah. Then I think, you're being stupid. You're going to get killed by this dog. This dog weighs twice as much as you. (laughs) He's got enormous teeth, and he's not trained, right? Yeah, he's clearly, like, just a crazy dog. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, yeah. But to the dog's credit, I was going into his space. Right, right. Right? I was endangering my life by by trying to prove to some kid that I could go fast, (laughs) right? couple weeks go by, and I think to myself, I need to do it again. But before that day occurs, and I've joked about this briefly before, mm. I go to the Cripple Children's Center, and they give me these medical issue shoes. Okay, okay. Dude, I, have you ever, you've never had them. No, I'm not, I mean, I, I probably have seen them, but I've, I've never actually worn them, no. Well, they look like Frankenstein boots. They look horrible. Yeah. And they, they, they weigh like cement tons. Right? Yeah. They're just enormous. And the reason I say they looked horrible is because they weren't the same height. They my my left leg is a little shorter, so the heel on the left foot oh. was higher than the right. Yeah, yeah. And they were really heavy. They actually looked like the boots Frankenstein wore in the movie. That's why I call them the Frankenstein <laughs> boots. Right? Yeah. And I didn't want to wear them and I begged my mom to let me like throw them off and put my sneakers on. And she always said, look, the doctors say you need to wear these. It's going to fix your limp, which it didn't, by the way. Yeah. But they thought it was going to, right? Yeah. And so I'm wearing this thing, and I'm walking home, and they are really heavy. And I'm still a little guy now, so I was a little kid then. Yeah. And I see Buster, and I'm like, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this because I've got these heavy-ass shoes on. you got your cement shoes on. Yeah, basically. I mean, they were like leather wrap, just really, really heavy. Yeah. Right? And I thought, but my legs are strong because I've gotten faster every time. And I'm tired of listening to Danny call me a loser. So I'm going to do this. 
And man, I entered Buster's face. I turned around to start running away. And those shoes were damn heavy. Oh, man. <laughs> that dog <laughs> took the biggest chunk out of my left like ankle. He bit me so damn hard. Oh, man. I mean, I just dropped like a rag doll. Just imagine a bull terrier mix just chunking into a kid. Yeah, yeah. Right? And as I dropped to the floor, like, not the floor, but I dropped on the edge of the yard in the front of the sidewalk. Yeah. Just screaming in pain and holding my foot. I remember his owner comes out on her porch, and the first thing she says is, Serves you right, kid. Serves you right. You know, you've been doing this for weeks. And you know what, John? I agreed with her. In my mind, I'm like, yeah. It's like, you know, this was my bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. And I limped home, and I didn't want to tell dad and mom, but eventually they saw, you know, this right. bite, mar- bite mark. You know, and my dad melted. He melted. He got so scared, and I didn't understand why. I'm like, why is, you know, I'm fine. He got so, like, he almost, he had to leave the room so he didn't cry. Yeah. And I'm like, mom, why is dad freaking out? And she told me, she goes, you know, I was really young. Yeah. But she she told me, she goes, you know, your your uncle, your dad's uh, brother, he died, he died of rabies from a Ooh, dog bite. Man. That's why you shouldn't do this. And then, you know, she wrapped my foot and, you know. And I went back to the Crippled Children's Center, and I had an excuse for not bracing Danny for a couple of weeks because my <laughs> foot was injured. Did, you, did they take you for rabies shots? They did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, they took me for rabies shots. They took me to the doctor. And, you know, they were really like the, I think, because I was really young, I think the police got involved, and I think there was some discussion in putting the dog down. Yeah. You know, for biting me. Right. And all I remember is me just telling my mom and dad, I don't want that dog to go down. I don't. It's not his fault. It's mine. And what's weird is I still love dogs today. I mean, I have a dog. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that didn't scare me out of dogs at all. All it did is teach me, you know, A, I'm really stupid. (laughs) And, And B, you know, I need to get faster. And... It's kind of funny how, I mean, I know this is a weird topic that we're talking about, but it's funny how you go to a center that is there to make you adapt the best you can. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and I think blind school may have been way different, but when I was there, the first thing they would do is tell you what you just couldn't possibly do. I, right. You know, I, I, I can't say, you know, for sure, but just from I mean, I, I went to them a couple of times to go on like tours or, you know, like, oh, here's what our facilities like. Because, you know, my mom didn't you know, she wanted to let me know, like, hey, this is a an opportunity, a possibility. I you know, I'm not saying you have to go here, but let's just check it out. And so I, I did take tours of like the Perkins School for the Blind. And I can't remember. There's there's some other school like in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which I can't remember. But. You know, I went to him and it just seemed like, you know, it, it was like that. Like you're saying, like, here's what blind people do. Here's what blind people don't do. Here's here's how to show you everything blind people do. And here's how to make sure you don't try doing things blind people don't do because it just won't work. You know? Yeah. And, you know, 
same thing with me. And at home, I was always told what I could do. And at the center, I was always told what I could never do. Right. And there was always a conflict because I'm like, well, wait a minute. I, I do remember, Jonathan, telling them, you know, that I'm going to drive a stick shift someday. And they always said, no, you're not. No, you are not. You may not even drive. And I'm thinking, lady, are you kidding me? Of course I'm going to drive. I'm going to have a Porsche. <laughs> right? So, yeah, it's kind of funny. I wanted to do this podcast to talk about the positive things they instilled in me, like tying my shoe and learning how to do certain things. And then it just winds up that all I remember are the negative things. <laughs> But I will say, in their defense, they did certainly teach me certain physical traits that I have obviously kept my entire life. Yeah, you know, it's probably different because, you know, I'm imagining, you know, most people that work at places like this, whether it's a school for the blind or, you know, at like centers like this or whatever, they probably don't have children that have a disability. I mean, you know, this is a, a broad stroke with the brush, but... You know, they don't have children with disabilities and all they see are the kids at these, you know, where they work. And, you know, they're probably thinking, well, it's it's for his benefit. I don't want him or her to be discouraged in life. I don't want to mislead them. I don't want to, you know, I want them to have like real expectations. I mean, maybe they're thinking things like that. I don't know. But, you know, and again, it's it's a broad brush. But from my experience, having worked with these like blind agencies and, you know, things like that, they're, you know, at least for me, they weren't very helpful. They, yeah. they, they were constantly yeah. telling me, again, you know, what what you can't do, what you should do. Blind people don't do that. Blind people do this. Oh, you shouldn't do it that way. You know, it, it just it's always like that. Yeah, no, you're right. And I will say this to wrap up. I will say two things. One, this happened in the 1970s. So things may be way different now. Yeah, me, me was the early 90s, so... Okay, all right, so it wasn't different over a 20-year period, <laughs> but it has been 25 or 27 years since the 90s. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe it's a little bit better. Yeah. And two, I thank God every day for my mom and your mom, because yeah. without mothers that we had, yeah. we would be very different. Totally, yeah, absolutely. And on that note, that is our story for today. All right, everyone, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, YouTube. Don't forget, you can also find 59 Seconds of Cloud9 at iTunes and Google Play. Um, You know, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and also check out toysaccessible.com where there are toys created and uh, are manufactured, taking into consideration children with various disabilities. So check out toysaccessible.com. Yes, and if you want to email us, or if you know the fate of Buster, right, <laughs> from the mid-1970s, please let me know. You can email us at info at limpingoncloud9.com. That is info at limpingoncloud9.com. And everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We'll talk to you next episode. See ya. <laughs>